0: Hey, hey, good morning, and welcome back to the Carolina Cabinet. My name is Nat Robertson, and I will be your host as we discuss the news and the newsmakers. We'll play a little bit of music for you and talk, too, and we'll talk about the movers and the shakers around Fayetteville and Cumberland County. So, ladies and gentlemen, here is your warning. This is a conservative show and may not be what you hear on other local stations. In fact, we may be offensive to those on the far left. Our mission is to bring to the airwaves a common-sense voice on the right side of the issues. This morning, joining us on the Cabinet is Miss Susan Mills.
1: Good morning. Ms. Kia McMillan. Good morning, Fayetteville.
0: And the Reverend Antoine Minor. Yeah, yeah. Hey, good morning. Uh, check us out and uh, like us, follow us, share us on your favorite social media outlet. We are The Carolina Cabinet. If you miss an episode of The Carolina Cabinet, find us on the Apple Podcast. Spotify, or your favorite podcast broadcaster. So we appreciate you tuning in and spending the next hour or so with us. Don't go far. We'll be right back.
2: Since 2012, Joshua Goodman has been the senior pastor at the Cliffdale Christian Center, a dynamic church and ministry located in West Fayetteville. Join our friend, Pastor Goodman, for a podcast or a live sermon in person at 6427 Cliffdale Road. Now, for today's good news, here is Joshua Goodman.
3: Good morning from the all-American city. Have I got some good news for you. This is Pastor Joshua Goodman from Cliffdale Christian Center. Listen, in a time when so many want to unpack, talk about, discuss all the problems, circumstances and situations, all the negative, I want to bring you some good news. Listen, friends, things are getting better. The numbers are getting better. More are being vaccinated. More things are beginning to open up. Listen, it's been hard. We've had challenges. We've had to be more creative, more flexible and more tenacious than perhaps any other time in our life. It kind of reminds me of a story of a young Hebrew boy that lived 3,600 years ago. This boy was hated by his brothers. He was thrown into a pit, sold into slavery, falsely accused, thrown into jail. Some time passes. Pharaoh's baker and cupbearer are also thrown into the same jail. They each have dreams. The cupbearer has a dream and is restored to his former position. The baker has a dream and is put to death. Joseph had only one request, and that was, don't forget me. And you guessed it, he was forgotten. Finally, the pharaoh of Egypt has a crazy dream about fat cows and skinny cows and fat sheaves and skinny sheaves, and he brings it to all of his soothsayers and ma- magicians, and none of them can decipher what the dream means. Thus, Joseph enters. He's able to interpret the dream and tell the pharaoh that they're going to have seven great years and then seven lean years. He's able to advise the pharaoh on all the things he should do during this time. To cut a long story short, it ends up with Joseph ruling egypt his brothers come in kneeling before him and finally at the end of the stories his brothers are scared to death that he's going to put them to death and uh this is what joseph says in regards to that in genesis 50 verse 20 he said you intended to harm me but god intended it for good to accomplish what is being done right now the saving of many lives friends there's not a problem a circumstance, a situation, brother hated, sold into slavery, falsely accused, thrown into prison, and forgotten that you have faced, are facing, or ever will face, that God cannot turn around for your betterment and his glory. There are so many problems that we are forced to face, but listen, you got this. You can handle it. And my friends, that is your good news for today.
2: Free thinking, hard hitting, truth telling, You're listening to the Carolina Cabinet, Eastern North Carolina's answer to the radical left, liberal media's blah, blah, blah. Welcome back to Local Conservative Talk Radio.
0: And welcome back to the Carolina Cabinet. Hey, guys, we've got some pretty exciting news this week. Do we? Yes, we do. Yes. Um, Our good friend, Pat McCrory, has announced that he is running for U.S. Senate.
4: Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yay. It is
0: awesome. I think he's going to be excellent. Um, you know, hopefully we'll be able to talk to him soon. But, uh, you know, I know the left has already started throwing barbs and saying, well, you know, there was the H uh, two uh, HB2, the bathroom bill, and, you know, what he did and didn't do. But I'll tell you, our friend Pat has been very friendly to Cumberland County.
1: Very friendly.
0: I295? Thank you Governor McCrory oh, yeah um, the the relief that he gave us after Hurricane Matthew mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you yes. Governor yeah, McCrory. Thank you yes, yes. so he has really um, in the position that he was in, was in a position to help Cumberland County, and he sure did. Yeah. Um, I, I want to go to uh, to his announcement clip, so um, we 're going to play that real fast.
5: The United States Senate is split right down the middle, fifty Republicans, fifty Democrats. And that puts Vice President Kamala Harris in charge, giving the left everything they want to radically change America for generations to come. And it's happening right now. Harris and Biden are opening our borders before they even open up our schools. They're raising your taxes and even the price of gas. I'm Pat McCrory. And I think most of you would agree that right now, Washington has no common sense. But changing Washington begins right here in North Carolina with you and with me. You know, I built my career outside of Washington. As a mayor and governor, I took on the tough fights and the liberals attacked me for it. I want to make sure our next generation for the careers of today and tomorrow. I made the tough decisions to balance our budget and cut your taxes. North Carolina is on the comeback. Tough decisions that led us out of Obama's economy and created the North Carolina comeback. And I'm proud of that comeback. I have a conservative track record of standing firm, a record built in North Carolina, not Washington, D.C. It's time we join together and take back the Senate from Kamala Harris. So I'm in. I ask for your time, your passion, your ideas, your contributions, your support, and more than anything, your vote for the United States Senate. Let's put America first and bring conservative North Carolina common sense to Washington.
0: So, ladies and gentlemen, that is the announcement from, uh, from Governor McCrory's webpage. I think that is actually how he, uh, how he announced that he was doing what he was doing, um, and you know he talks about being a, a Washington outsider. Um, I think that works, right? Oh, um, that's great. Talks about the successes, uh, and he is really the infrastructure mayor, uh, and has proven that through uh, through the time he was here. Of course, we we uh, we North Carolinians voted and passed uh, this big, huge infrastructure bond package. Uh, I forgot what it was. It was. Um, does anybody know 300 million or something like that to, to build roads and, yeah. and that kind of thing? Um, but, uh, you know, what are your thoughts?
1: Oh, I'm so excited. I can't stand it. I think he's a great He's <laughs> just you guys a very.
6: You over here. She's so excited. <laughs> <laughs> he is She's such a
1: charismatic a uh, um, person. He's got, uh, I think, appeal to everyone. And he's very approachable, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that I look for whenever I'm looking for someone that I'm going to support and vote is somebody that that I could go up and talk to about anything. And I feel like we have that in uh, Pat McCrory. He, he's
0: not afraid of hard issues either, exactly. and you know he doesn't mind taking a stand. Yeah, and um, you know Richard Burr was always approachable. Um, Pat McCrory is running for Richard Burr's seat, who has announced that he's not running again. Um, but Richard is, is, uh, fairly quiet, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think Pat's going to be quiet like that. I think Pat's going to stand on stand his ground and and stand up for us. Um, I'm, if you can't tell, I'm a fan. Um, and you don't you don't say yeah i mean i'm I'm just excited i'm excited for uh i'm excited for pat and i'm excited for the state of north carolina to have him
4: i think the good thing uh with him running is as you said someone who's not going to uh be silent on the issues and who's going to um not just have a voice but have a loud and outspoken voice right i think that's what we need especially seeing what we what we have going on Mm -hmm. in dc and to have someone in dc um who and I, I don't know uh, Governor McCrory uh, personally, but f- what I know of him, uh, he is a fighter for not just North Carolinians, but a fighter for uh, conservative values across this country. And that's what we need in D.C. We need someone mm-hmm. who, um, I, I said it the other day, conservatives have to stop being the silent majority, right, and and um, right. really begin to open our mouths and speak out on issues. And I think uh, with him taken that seat um he will be a, a champion for conservative values um and so i'm excited about it i'm excited about it
0: susan
1: yes you know one <laughs> of the things yes i'm excited can you tell one of the things you know that i think people really need to understand too is that he is a governor or he was a governor for all people, and Mm -hmm. that's exactly the type of senator that he will be as well. He is not one that just focuses on where he's from. He focuses on our entire state, and um, I think it was the tornadoes that we had down in Stedman, Mm -hmm. and they happened late one afternoon, but guess who was down here that evening? It was our governor. So, you know, he cares about the people of North Carolina. And I think he's going to be an excellent senator. And, you know, he cares about our military. He, um, he wants to do a lot of things to help our military. He supports our police. He believes in preventing sanctuary cities, Good. which is one thing right. that I think is awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I, you know, I think this is going to be a great person, I, I think so take too. To
4: DC. I think so too and uh, I know uh Mayor Nat mentioned back when uh Matthew came through and uh really devastated uh North Carolina but really it devastated Cumberland County yeah, and Fayetteville in a, and, in a major way and I remember um I forget the area that we were in, and uh Senator tillis had come down mm-hmm. um and uh Mayor Nat you had come out and and i had I was explaining to Senator tillis uh what we were doing. We were over there in one of the communities cleaning up right. um that area, and the aid that came in and the support that came in from uh from the governor during that time was really phenomenal and really helped uh Fayetteville Cumberland County really get through what was a really tough time, yes was it, a really tough time.
1: Exactly. And, you know, it was great because our mayor, Nat, yeah. <laughs> was great friends with the governor. Yeah. And it helped the city and it helped us be able to get things and to get, you know, kind of cut through a little bit of that red tape. So, mm-hmm. thank you, Mr. Well, mayor. thank you. It's easy yes. to
0: work with people that are easy to work with.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Right. Definitely. And
0: yeah. So, you know, also jumping in the race is um, Representative Mark Walker. Mm-hmm. Um Do we know anything about Mark Walker?
1: You know, he was, uh, what was it, 6th District Congressman. And um, at the time when he got out, if I'm not mistaken, it was, you know, for redrawing and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, He is a conservative. And, you know, he's, I've met him several times. I do not know him and haven't had the interaction with him like i have with uh the governor and he doesn't
0: have the name recognition i think that no, pat no. has no, he does not you know the others that are talking about jumping in the race Re- uh representative ted budd right. which which we know him mm-hmm. uh, lieutenant governor mark robinson's name's been kicked around right mm-hmm. i can't imagine that he would move this quick
4: yeah i i don't think it's him kicking his name around i think it may be someone else kind of nudging his name mm-hmm. out there but uh if 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 he is listening uh mr <laughs> lieutenant governor if you're listening yeah. we need you to stay in raleigh Amen. uh we need yes. you to stay right there in raleigh so uh yeah no yeah. go yeah we do yeah we yeah. do that we do we need that we need his voice we need and his. he is
0: such a dynamic yes. guy i mean yes absolutely you know
4: i was I compared to him yes. today someone compared oh. me to him today um you know uh they were throwing some memes out about me today and i said you know when they start putting the memes out you're doing something <laughs> that's right. right and so someone said um you're a wannabe mark robinson and you won't go far here and i mm. said and i said and my response was it is such an honor to be compared right. to the <laughs> first black lieutenant governor right. of it's the an honor of for both you of you, you. It's, I'm, a, it's
0: an honor i'm sure he believes it's an honor exactly too. i mean <laughs> keep them coming
4: i'm all good it's all good <laughs>
0: So, um, and then, of course, a uh, couple other names. Laura Trump, which we've talked about before, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, certainly has the name recognition and the Trump exactly. name. Um, Senator Jeff Jackson, I don't know who that is. Former State Senator Erica Smith, uh, who unsuccessfully sought the party's Senate nomination in 2020.
1: Those are Democrats, yeah. Oh, they are. Well, Am are I right. reading the wrong those thing? Are Democrats. Two right. Democrats. You're those, exactly right. Take those away. Don't say those names
0: again. Uh, take my glasses. I dare you speak Clean such bitten
4: things? Jeez. Clean my glasses. You're, you're cursing on the airwaves. So
0: you know, we'll see. We'll see. Certainly, you know, I would say at this point, Pat is the front runner, yeah. right? Him, for and,
6: for him and Laura, because name recognition. If Laura gets in, if she, yeah, yeah. and and if you look at uh, who voted this previous year. Um, and how they voted here in North Carolina, it would definitely be the two of them would be the front runners. But mm-hmm. because people know him more and, uh, you know, they have made a push to get more voters out, he's definitely got a, a good chance at, at actually getting it.
0: What do you think the attraction would be if you were Laura Trump? Antoine. If you were Laura Trump. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, 2020. I'm <laughs> in. Hey 2021. Hey. If you were Laura Trump. What would the attraction be to get into this race? I mean, if I were her, I see no upside to this. I don't in fact, you know, as good a president as Donald Trump was, um, didn't necessarily all the time like what he did and said. But as good a president, as good as outcomes as he had, why in the world did he want to be president? Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm thinking about with the law right what does she have to get out of it um i don't know it's interesting i really
1: got young children yeah right very young so you know
4: yeah i mean she like kia said she has the the name recognition but with that name recognition with that um that trump name there comes a downside to it yes and so um you you kind of um, she would kind of be running sort of against herself. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and it may become counterintuitive. And so I'm using big words today. I was in the dictionary again. I've um, <laughs> been reading. Huh? I've been reading. Reading is fundamental. Here, I'll give you a bell on that one. That's <laughs> oh good. God. That's and good. And so, I, I, you know, I really can't see what the upside would be for Laura to get in. Um, maybe. Position. Well, position, you know, maybe later on she'll come out and say, well, this, and then we can count. But right now it's just, it's like, okay, you got the name. That to me pretty much is it at this time.
6: Well, I mean, let's just be honest. If with the numbers looking the way that they are here in North Carolina, with Trump winning with the, the lead that he did here in North Carolina, um, it would be something that she could do because she knows she could win, mm-hmm. and then she could do something else. Not, to, you know, I don't know a whole lot about her, and this by no means is saying that she's not, you know, a, a good person to run or anything like that. But she she has the ability to run because she can because of her last name and because mm-hmm. of the, what the numbers are. So, you know, some people just kind of want a position you know whether they do something good with it or not we don't know what her intentions are but the numbers are there unfortunately now right. could
4: it be something uh like um maybe i don't know maybe trying to um continue some of the trump some of the uh, legacy. legacy and and pushing that legacy forward on the senate side and and, and I, I don't know i mean maybe she's listening and she'll call in one day and 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 tell us but you know until then you know Woohoo! Until Macquarie.
6: then she should get a better PR marketing person to let people know her intentions. Right. I, I, I agree. Are you
4: are you are you offering
6: your
0: services, I, Keith? I mean, if she's got that kind of money. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. There you go. There you go. Um she is um she's awfully quiet right now. If she's going to do something, she is being awfully quiet. Mm-hmm. And um normally at this point in time with the election just around the corner, really just around the corner.
7: Really,
0: yeah. When you're running a political campaign, I mean, we're, it's upon yeah. us.
7: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, you need to start. You would think she's
0: making now. some waves right now and that kind of thing. And we're, I'm and there's just, that, there's that I'm back. Not the, seeing the, it.
4: like it's, it's, the, the quiet talks are taking place, the quiet negotiations and the building alliances and things are taking place. And so, um, I, I guess we'll see. Uh, well, as we get closer to the midterms and stuff. So,
6: so my other question, so I know uh, it, it came back up that North Carolina, or Cumberland County at least, is going to have to pause some of their elections, mm-hmm. like right. city council and
4: stuff like that. That would have nothing to do with, it
7: okay,
0: shouldn't affect so. them uh, so. a year and a half, two years out.
4: I think the council will, will have their elections, um, if I'm not mistaken, the – primaries would be in march from what's being uh projected or, or proposed right the primaries would be in march and the general would be somewhere in may and then that would give time for us to get into the actual midterms right so it it's going next year is going to be a busy year for Cumberland Ooh, county yes. uh that means uh so those of you who are listening you'll be at the polls at least four times yes. next year because you yes. have the two uh Municipal election uh, going on. You have the 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 primaries, and then the general for the municipal, and then you have midterm primaries and general. And so, it's going to be an interesting and a very politically busy year
0: next year. It will, it will. And uh, traditionally, Republicans have always done well statewide. Right. So it's going to be interesting. And and historically, Mm -hmm. uh, given the situation, Republicans have always done well on. midterm elections right. so it's going to be a good year i just know that we need to do what we need to do in order to break that 50 50 tie and um we can't lose one right because no. you take burr out you've got to replace him you got to put somebody you got to put another republican in there
4: i say put you in
0: there yeah i say put <laughs> you in there we try
6: we really try to get him to run for something else <laughs> all
0: right let's let's Wish. get off that subject there. Right <laughs>
4: I feel an announcement coming. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure that's an announcement you feel coming. <laughs> so um so anyway, just super psyched that uh that Pat's considering that. Um we've got some uh some more local news um and some stuff going on. Uh Susan, you and I were uh talking about earlier. Um uh of course the uh passing of Jim Cook, who has right. been a radio legend in this area. Uh super nice guy and uh our condolences to uh to all of jim's family and close friends he was a uh a really good guy, so um hate to lose him
1: uh absolutely he was a lone conservative
0: yes and for many many years and on tried the radio to H. tried to balance that voice he did he did and um anyway, so uh hate that uh other stuff that's in the news what else is going on
1: well, I saw where Nancy Pelosi says she's just not ready for us to expand the Supreme Court yet. Say it what? again. Nancy Pelosi <laughs> says she's not ready for us to expand the Supreme Court. Right. What's up with them My apples? Polar post, yeah. There's That's something going on <laughs> there right is,
4: there. Is, there's some... That's not really Nancy. It's a clone. There, there's <laughs>
1: something going on.
4: There's
0: some deal making going on Absolutely. behind the scenes.
6: I'm pretty sure her net worth will go up. At some point. She'll buy some more yeah. of that good ice
0: cream she had in that freezer. <laughs> oh, yeah. I
6: missed that one. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah. You want to explain that? I'm not sure uh, I got During, that during the uh, lockdowns, um, she did a, I guess, a Facebook Live and she was bragging about her, what was it, ten or $20,000 uh, freezer and refrigerator. And she opened it up, and she had all this fancy 500 I think, dollar ice cream in there. Oh, and wow. She was talking about this, how expensive the ice cream was, while the rest of the country was pretty much suffering. So mm. um, I think she slipped something in that ice cream, but that's for another time. I
6: thing. mean, <laughs> you know, certain things are legal in D.C. now. So. No, I, like, I prefer gelato. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so no court packing right now
1: good it doesn't look like it so we don't need to pack the court we need nine that's it
0: yeah Um, that and that's that's good of course because that was part of what we were all worried about Mm -hmm. uh going into this thing and um as um the president took his seat we uh sort of felt that that would be coming next um so it's going to be interesting to watch what uh what she does uh and what the house does with that uh, as long as the Senate split 50-50, I mean it could go either way.
4: Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see.
0: Um maybe we'll try to get our friend um uh John Tyson on to talk to us about good. that sometime. That'd be a great idea. Um there. of course, uh John is a a North Carolina Supreme he's Superior Court of Appeals. Court, court of Appeals. appeals. Court that's, of appeals. That's and that's it.
1: he's up for re-election in 2022. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, so he he would probably have a good um, good opinion on on what that looks like. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, a lot going on, isn't there? Yeah. And Fun then, times. And then it is. The summer of love. <laughs> the summer <laughs> of love. And then there's all the local stuff we've got to talk about, too, because oh, yeah. uh, stuff's going on in the city council. I know that they're meeting uh, this week to talk about what's going on with the Market House and, you know. What's
6: what, going on with PwC. And
0: what's going on with PwC. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 That's exactly right. So, um, you know, we'll we'll talk about all of that when when we come back from this break. So uh, hang on.
2: A conservative local radio talk show that you're not afraid to tell your friends about. The Carolina Cabinet, land of the free thinkers, and talk show of the brave. Don't get caught with your pants on fire by repeating what you've heard on other stations. You are listening to Eastern North Carolina's truth-telling morning show, the Carolina Cabinet.
0: Hey, good morning and welcome back. We have the pleasure of speaking with uh, Governor Pat McCrory. Hey, Pat. Good morning.
5: Mayor, great hearing from you,
0: man. Great to hear from you. We were just telling stories about uh, how great it was to work with you and the great things you did following hurricane matthew and getting us funding for the i-295 outer loop and uh what a great friend you've been for cumberland county well every
5: time i came to cumberland county you all treated me like family and uh through the good times and also some through very difficult times especially the hurricane i I remember your leadership, and it was absolutely outstanding. And you were a great partner with me as governor, and I appreciated it.
0: Yes, sir. I appreciate everything you've done for us. Now, you're starting another venture, and, uh, you know, we gave you some kudos a little while ago. Um, But, Pat, why are you getting back into this thing?
5: Yeah, that's a daggum good question. (laughs) (laughs) That's the other minute. Um, You know, I just couldn't sit on the sidelines and watch the radical left do some of the things that right. are going in D.C. right now. I, I just, you know, from the immigration issue, which, by the way, is impacting North Carolina. In fact, just in uh, Alamance County yesterday, a school schoolteacher uh, got shot by the Mexican cartel mm. because he was involved with the Mexican cartel. There is a lot of cartels in North Carolina and, and law enforcement and the governor don't talk about it. I did when I was governor. But uh, there are a lot of the human trafficking in North Carolina, mm-hmm. there's a lot of drugs in North Carolina coming through the cartel, and they're very powerful and they're very violent. Uh, so saying that there's not a crisis at the border really had an impact on me because as a mayor and as a governor, I know the impact that has on our, on our health our care system, sure. on our criminal justice system, our social system, and just the melting pot of America. So uh, that really had a huge influence on me, is the collapse at the border. And another thing, just recently, the immigrate—I mean, the infrastructure bill. Right. You know, you and I worked a lot on infrastructure yeah, together.
7: Absolutely. Yep.
5: I know infrastructure when I see it. This was a port bill.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: And we can't afford it. I mean, we can't afford it. Both Republicans and Democrats are spending money like there's no tomorrow, and the money doesn't exist. Right. And if you're going to spend money, spend it on something that has long-lasting value like Eisenhower did Mm
0: -hmm.
7: and
5: like Franklin Roosevelt did. And since I know these subjects so well, I I think my talents would be very good for uh, Capitol Hill in the Senate. Well,
0: thank, thank, thank you so much for stepping up.
5: No, definitely. definitely. Well, thanks. Talk to me in a year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I hope your uh, title will change from governor to senator, and I look forward to that time.
5: You know, uh, you know deep down, I'll always be a mayor, to tell you the truth. Right. So I think the further you go up the so-called political food chain, uh, the less power you have. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, the people I'm most impressed with are people who run for county commission and city council and school board and mayor, because the further up you go, there's, the, uh, you can hide. Right. When you're a city councilman or mayor, school board member, there's no place to hide. No. no we, we even know where you live. So that's <laughs> <nice>. that's, right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> right. Actually, the worst job in all politics is ahead of your homeowners' association. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. <laughs> I mean, you think about it. So, actually, I think the jobs get easier as you go up the food chain. It's just more exposure. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, but. You know, hopefully, I can use that wisdom that I learned as a city council member, as a mayor, and a governor, and bring some common sense to D.C. And uh, that's that's my goal.
0: Now, I know you and Richard uh, Richard Burr are are friendly. Uh, Mm -hmm. What types of things? um, Where's your differences?
5: Well, I, I strongly disagreed with him on the uh, impeachment vote. I, I don't think there should have been impeachment even brought by the House, right. much less to the Senate. That was just a political charade. You know, I think there probably needs to be an investigation of the riot to see who coordinated the thing, mm-hmm. as we should all riots, including the riot in Charlotte where I had to call the National Guard. Right. But uh, I disagreed strongly with him on, on the impeachment vote.
4: Awesome. Uh, Governor McCrory, this is um, Jay Anton Miner. Uh, good to have you on with us. I have a question. Um, we were talking before you came on and we were talking about how you have been a strong voice for conservatives uh, in North Carolina and how uh, we believe that you will be a strong voice for conservative values uh, nationwide from the Senate. Can you tell us and those who are listening exactly what what things other than the border and things like that? What things you're going to use your voice to really advocate for? Uh, when I'm, I'm going to say when I'm not going to say if I'm going to say when, when elected? Right.
5: I'll give you another 20, one on that uh, one. I yes. got another thing. When
4: when <laughs> elected to the uh, U.S. Senate, right.
5: I'm going to be a voice for the people who uh, aren't voters yet. That's the next generation who's mm-hmm. going to be saddled with the debt of this crazy spending, as though this money's coming out of the sky. I mean, even the the Democrats are doubling down on the spending, but I, there's no fiscal, there, there's fiscal insanity going on in D.C. right now. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, when anything you ought get for free, and they say it's free, as your parents used to teach you, hey, if it's free, it ain't free, it ain't right? Free. Never. Well, you know, there's free, free college, free community college, free of debt, free ways.
0: Somebody's paying.
5: free. There's nothing free. And we're sending a message to the next generation that you can live off of a credit card. And they're the ones that are going to be hit right in the face with this incredible debt that we owe China. And so that's one of the first things I'm going to remind us of is both Republicans and Democrats, we have a fiscal responsibility just like we each have that responsibility in our own home. Like, like mayor, when you were mayor, you didn't borrow money for operating.
0: No, no, absolutely you not. You borrowed
5: money for capital.
0: That's right. right. And
5: right now, we're borrowing billions of dollars to give away checks that will poof go away in a month or two, mm-hmm. jack up the economy, and then what's left?
0: Yeah, well, that's inflation. Right. Is what's left. You're you right. got yeah.
5: it. Yep. You got it. In fact, look at the gas prices. Prices already. You know, I just filled up my gas tank a few minutes ago, and it cost me ten to fifteen more dollars. To fill up my mm-hmm. Tank. Mm-hmm.
1: absolutely. There goes that.
5: part of the check that I would have gotten from the federal government, right there.
1: Right.
5: It, it the economic um, reality is not being told, especially young people today. They think their college education is free, and it's not. No.
1: Governor, this is Susan Mills. Thank you so much for being on with us. Um, A couple of things. Um, You turned hundreds of millions of dollars of uh, budget shortfalls whenever you were in as governor to a budget surplus for North Carolina. Do you see that there's a way that maybe we can do some of that magic in D.C. and cut some of the spending out?
5: Absolutely, and, and and I tell you what I what I did was very controversial. <laughs> the protest started the minute I did it. Uh, you know, uh, North Carolina had the I don't know the fifth or sixth highest unemployment compensation mm-hmm. for people unemployed. Well, what was happening when I came into office, and we were the fourth highest unemployment in the country? There were a lot of jobs out there that people weren't taking because the unemployment they were getting was slightly higher than. Right. The starting jobs that were available. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, this is crazy. So we're incentivizing people not to work.
1: Yeah. Right.
5: And we weren't putting requirements to go seek a job. And I had employers that were going, I'm looking for people and I can't get anyone to mm-hmm. accept a job. So I cut unemployment to what South Carolina, Tennessee, and Virginia were paying. I reduced, I mean, to what our neighboring states were paying because we were having people move to North Carolina to get our high unemployment.
1: Mm. You know, and that's going on now with, with this COVID yeah. money. You know, people don't want to work. They're making more money staying at home. Yeah. They're making $30,000.
5: It's, a, it's an insane. And the federal government shouldn't be given, in addition to the state, for unemployment. The states are the ones that give unemployment. Absolutely. The federal government, most people are confused about that. Absolutely. I think both the Republicans and Democrats have been wrong to yeah. add to it. Now, if you're going to add to it, at least add to it to the people who are really truly impacted by COVID, and those are primarily people in the travel and tourism industry, and and a few other industries where you know they just shut down the airline industry and so forth that right. were shut down. But some people are making a ton of money right now. Yeah. If you work in a Lowe's or you know home construction or many other jobs. You know they're home home sales, motorboats man, it's it's right. gone nuts
0: and business owners can't find folks to work mm-hmm.
5: no, no and now the restaurants are opening up again after way too long um, they can't find the employees that, that they used to have right. they're yeah. waiting for the unemployment to come back So,
0: Governor, I told you I'd only keep you 10 minutes 10 minutes is up have you got time to stay with us? Sure. Okay, we're just going to keep going, so uh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Kia?
6: Um, I mean, right now, uh, I guess, what what do I want to ask you? What is on my brain? Well, uh, to kind of go back to uh, your immigration, uh, what you're looking to, to bring to the table or – do you feel that we need reform? Do you feel that we need more security at the border? Where, what are your thoughts? What are your feelings on that and, and how that impacts uh, what happens here in North Carolina?
5: Well, first of all, in North Carolina, as governor, I actually vetoed a law to uh, keep Ronald Reagan's V-Verify,
7: mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm.
5: to put pressure on employers. You know, if their jobs aren't here, they won't come Right, legally. Right. But we got rid of V-Verify in North Carolina. Over my veto. Both Republicans and Democrats. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. So that's one thing. The second thing is we got to, we, we got to, Trump was right in building the wall. Mm-hmm.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: And uh, working out agreements with Russia, the minute you, you can't let these people, I mean, I'm not good people, you can't let them cross the border. Right. And you can't let the cartels bring them to the border because you're just encouraging more cartels. These cartels, I was on Homeland Security for President Bush after 9-11. And I got fired when Obama got uh, elected. Imagine president. that. Don't understand. Why. You don't say. <laughs> My last meeting, Secretary Chertoff, I asked him, I said, what's the most serious problem regarding our national security in the next 10 years? Guess what he said?
0: Immigration.
5: Mexican cartels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I was shocked because at that time we we're still recovering from nine eleven and the terrorists, in the Middle East. He said cartels. He said they are violent, they are ruthless, and they will kill anybody yeah. to make money.
7: Right.
5: And they will, you know, they will deal with you know human trafficking, which is a huge problem in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, drugs, guns. they'll do anything for money, and I'm telling you, they're getting a footing in North Carolina.
0: Governor, today, Nancy Pelosi um, had announced that she is uh, Susan, you brought this up earlier.
1: Jeez, I closed my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> she is
0: not going to support uh, enlarging uh, or, or adding four seats the to the court. yeah, packing the court, adding four seats to the Supreme Court. Yes. Um I know how you feel about it, but what are what's your thoughts on why she would have made that move?
5: Oh, it's a pure, it's pure power move. It's all about power. You know, most debates in Washington, as I saw in Raleigh, were not even philosophical. It's about power. Because right. when you have power, you can raise money. And right. when you can raise money, you get more power. Mm-hmm. It's a vicious circle in politics. But she wants the power of the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, to give more power to the government. She wants justices to make the federal government even stronger. And This is an assault on the separation of powers of, you know, the great framers mm-hmm. of our Constitution.
7: Right.
5: You know, you have the Congress, you have the judicial branch, and you have the executive branch. And this is just putting way too much transfer of power from the legislative branch to having power over the judicial branch. I mean, and what happens then when Republicans take control? What what do they start doing, eliminating certain justices that they don't like? I mean, this is just an assault on our Constitution. And this was only done one other time before, and that was by Franklin Roosevelt.
7: Mm -hmm. Mm
5: -hmm. And the people even pushed back against him, who was a very popular president at the time. And he was doing it for power because he didn't like one of the cases that they ruled on. (laughs) He ruled against them one time. So if we start ruling that way, we're we're the... supreme court really doesn't have a separation it goes against everything the incredible geniuses who wrote our constitution came up with right it's called separation of powers don't forget separation and powers
7: Mm
6: -hmm. definitely so i do have one more question real quick and this isn't in the news too often but it's something that affects me because i'm a I call myself a Gen X millennial because I was right there in between.
0: You're very confused. (laughs) Extremely.
6: (laughs) Extremely. Just ask anybody in this
0: room, we'll tell you. Yeah, God knows.
6: So my question, one of the things that we're dealing with now, like I said, that's not really talked about too often, is what's going on with the Internet. Um, They've had meetings with the CEOs of Facebook, Google, and uh, Twitter, uh, about uh, what's going on in social media, what uh, rules and regulations they will now have to follow or won't have to follow uh, in order to either allow people to have free speech to um, or not allow people to have free speech, putting uh, restrictions on uh, what people are allowed to do online. Do you have any thoughts or comments, concerns about... Um, where the future maybe of the internet, social media, things like that are going and how yeah your position there may affect that.
5: They're actually hiding behind the constitution of free speech because mm-hmm. free speech applies to the government. The dilemma is these companies have become a monopoly. They've become a government unto itself and they're hiding behind, well we're not the government, we're the private sector. Hmm. But rules have made them so powerful that they might as well be the government because there's not much choice to go around Google or Facebook. And they have such financial power in the marketplace. So their censorship is, again, extremely dangerous to the framers. The framers, you know, when they formed Freedom of the Press, they were thinking of newspapers. Who would have thought of this concept of the Internet or Facebook, which is so new to society? And you know, at that time, you could do a new printer. You know, Ben Franklin could go make a new printer and, and compete against the other print printer. But that's very hard to do against Google and uh, and Facebook because they have such control of the marketplace.
6: Well, TikTok's working on it. And they have
5: the censor. <laughs> and so the government's going to have to uh, step in and and. And their rules and procedures aren't transparent either. So I would treat them like we treated monopolies in the 1920s and 30s
7: mm-hmm. that
5: pushed out any type of competition to give other voices to get on platforms that can reach the American public. By the way, their hypo- hypocrisy is amazing.
0: Mm-hmm.
7: Yeah. You
5: know, they'll, they'll Their cancel culture will be of one thing but not of another,
0: right. including exactly.
5: dictators in Iran or China or whatever. It's disgusting. It's just kind of like, you know, the baseball boycott in Georgia, and yet they don't, you know, Nike sells tennis shoes in China. You know, they they did this to me in North Carolina when I was our yeah. governor, you know, the cancel culture. You know who led the cancel culture of North Carolina when I was governor? Who's that? Andrew Cuomo.
0: Oh, oh wow. Andy. <laughs>
5: our
7: friend. Wow.
5: Oh, buddy. And his, and his goal was to get Roy Cooper elected governor. Right. See, Andrew Cuomo is out of the Democratic Governors Association.
4: But I think council culture has kind of turned on him now up in New York. <laughs> yes, yeah, it has.
5: Isn't it, that it, ironic? Yeah. yeah
4: it kinda self, it, they like to eat their own
5: young after a while. Roy right? Cooper had that all worked out. And then he blamed us for the cancellation when the Democratic Governors Association planned it all. It's, it's brilliant. Brilliant. But, you know, what comes to roost always comes back around, you know. So Andrew Cuomo started, you remember, New York was going to boycott North Carolina. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm, And
5: then Hollywood, then the NBA. And
0: And it was all your fault.
5: Yeah, I I read that. (laughs) Governor, um,
1: I've got another question. I know that uh, you started out as a teacher, and I happen to be a teacher as well. In fact, um, I was, thank you, I was very lucky to uh, be appointed to the GTAC whenever you governor um one of the things that i really appreciated was the fact that you did not push college on everyone and you really were focusing a lot on technical careers um is there any way that whenever you become our next senator you will work more on that because i think that's i see that because i teach high school college is not for everyone Mm -hmm.
5: not only that we have too many people going to college
1: absolutely Mm -hmm.
5: We have too many people going in debt and then taking majors where they can't get a job. So yep. one of the things I'd like to do as a U.S. senator is to review the whole concept of federal grants going to universities um, who have increased their cost about 8% a year for the yep. last 20 years right. when inflation is 2%. Yeah. I mean, why are university costs going up so much? There's no rhyme and reason. And it's going toward administration. Right. hmm yeah, and also, by knowledge. the way, every university, the per-cost student, you know, everyone goes, oh, well, this costs $25,000 a year to go to Fayetteville State or to go to Carolina. No, it doesn't. The real cost is probably fifty dollars to $60,000 a year. They just don't count it because mm-hmm. they're not counting the unfunded liabilities of their health care, of their pensions, which the state pays for, mm-hmm. not the universities. And uh, there is so much. No one's questioning this. Cost which is ripping off students.
7: Oh, it because, is.
5: And such a large percentage of students get in and then they have to quit due to their yep. debt. Right. Yep. That's exactly
6: right. And those right. interest rates are.
5: And I blame us all for that because we all said the only way to become a success is to get a college degree. <laughs> and it's not true. And this is coming from a college graduate who got the teaching degree in here in North Carolina. But, you know, frankly, a plumber is now making more than a starting lawyer.
0: Yep. Exactly.
6: Carolina. <laughs> that's right.
5: that's exactly. what? That makes they, more. As well. They deserve it. They deserve
0: it. So, Governor, um you know, I know that we'll learn a lot more about you, but uh, talk to us about. Uh, I mean, you weren't born with a silver spoon. You you came from humble beginnings.
5: Uh, I, I actually I actually lived. My dad was an engineer and my mom was a nurse. I had I had it in. You didn't have it bad. I had it. I'm not going to pretend. I I grew up in Jamestown, North Carolina. And, I had a great life. I had great parents.
0: But at what age did you take your first job?
5: As soon as I turned sixteen, my parents made me work. Right, mm-hmm. that's I didn't right. Make a choice. I worked. I worked from sixteen on. I worked construction, laying down pavement. Oh,
0: wow, that
6: was for, easy, uh, right? Every, that that <laughs> doesn't break your back at sixteen.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Peter's for Duke Power. Mm. Got bit twice. Mm. Um, Worked at the Greensboro Coliseum as an usher, which was great. I saw Elvis and The Who and The Rolling Stones. That That's was awesome. Fun. Um, I always had summer jobs and Christmas jobs.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, and then when I started Duke Power, I got the Duke Power job out of college because they saw my resume that I used to read meters. <laughs> <laughs> that's not crazy
0: must be smart they
5: didn't see what my error rate <laughs> <laughs>
0: but the residents appreciate that right. but but then you were a lineman right how long were, were you actually up on the polls
5: i well i was 21 out of college wow that was the first thing i did out of college i was coming out of college you know hot hot shot college education i said. You know, I know it all. And then these guys said, "Yeah, go climb the damn pole." <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I say what? And then, and then they threw me. They had me climb up the pole, and they put the strap behind me. You know, around the pole where you climb up, right. spikes. Get about fifteen feet high. I'm scared out of my mind. And another guy was on the other side, and he said, "Lean back, trust the strap." And I mm. ain't lean back. I <laughs> they leaned back, and I finally leaned back, and I said, hey, that ain't bad. And they college boy, lean back a little more. And I leaned back a little more, and I said, hey, that ain't bad. They said, and then it turns out the guy was holding a little knot on the other side of the strap and let it go. Oh, oh Wow. <laughs> up, well, you know, just a couple inches, but I thought I was, you know, and they said, college boy, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'll scare you a little bit. It's the only time when in the, the polls, those, those guys that I was climbing the polls were, weren't college educated, but they were a lot smarter. Than I yeah, think. no yeah.
0: doubt. Uh, that day. You
5: no, know I, I didn't know how to put my hands on those electric wires with rubber gloves. They knew what they were doing, and I didn't. No you doubt. Know, they were smarter than I was.
0: Governor, we've got two minutes left. Tell us uh, your platform and uh, why our our listeners should vote for you.
5: Well, first of all, they should vote for me because I'm simply the best for the job. To, of all the candidates being discussed, I'm the one who knows infrastructure. I know Homeland Security. I know budgets. I know health care. No one else running knows that stuff. And not only do they not know it, I actually kept my promises mm-hmm. as a
4: city councilman,
5: mm-hmm. as a mayor and a governor. Yes, Everything I said I'd do, I did as governor. And I'm proud of that. And, frankly, we need someone from out of Washington to fix Washington.
7: Mm-hmm
5: and uh, you know i like to bring north carolina solutions to washington you know and i actually called the national guard when i was a governor and it, when they were having all these they're having all these problems in cities and in dc with the attack on the capitol it was like no one knew how to call the national guard i would have gone guys i know how to do it i was a governor i mean that's why i'm running and it's listen if if there was a more qualified person than me i would say do it cuz i got a good life right now. Sure. But it's a calling for public service, just like each of you have. I know I could tell by each of you, you care for your community in Cumberland County and Fayetteville. Absolutely. The whole region. I saw y'all work on the hurricanes and the floods. Y'all just, you brought me to tears a lot of times. I'll never forget hugging someone in one of the shelters there. I broke down crying because she said, my dogs are still in the house.
7: Mm
5: five dogs and it just broke my heart she said governor you go you've mm. got to go save my dogs you've got to go save my i'll never forget that and you know, they'd lost everything it was bad y'all oh man the people of cumberland county
0: man well we appreciate that governor don't
5: bring me to tears thinking about it and i love my relationship with your mayor yeah great mayor well
0: i appreciate that very much speaking of dogs how was Mo?
5: Mo, Moe's, I've I, I got to get out of my car right now. I've been gone all day. Bo is waiting at the door for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: awesome. we well,
5: are going, so i got to bring the plastic bag with me and oh. clean it up some stuff shortly. Well, please
0: tell Ann that we said hello and best wishes.
5: And, I will.
0: And, uh, Governor, you uh, have a room full of friends here, and uh, we certainly hope that you'll join us again.
5: God bless you guys. I'm off radio now. I had to quit my own radio
0: show yesterday. So, oh. Well, you're welcome on this one anytime. Definitely.
5: You call me anytime. God bless, Take bless you, you. all. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.
2: Conservative Talk Radio in Eastern North Carolina. You're listening to the Carolina Cabinet. This is the morning show your daddy wanted you to listen to.
0: And thanks again for joining us on the Carolina Cabinet this morning. A special thanks to our guests uh, here on the Cabinet, Ms. Susan Mills, Ms. Kia McMillan, and Jay Antoine Miner. Hey, please do us a favor and take time today to visit one of our commercial sponsors. Let them know that you heard their message on the Carolina Cabinet. Also, send us a message, like, follow, share us on your favorite social media outlet. We are at the Carolina Cabinet. Until next time, we are the Carolina Cabinet.